determining stream target server. Who's going to be fastest tonight? Quebec, Canada. That can't what? be right. Yeah, I know. Went there once. It was very cold. <laughs> I think that's what they're known for. Uh, when I was there, it was like the coldest February they had had in like 100 years. Oof. It, was, it was 30 below. And it like hurt. It hurt your skin. It hurt to breathe. Your breath would freeze on your eyelashes. It was total chaos. It was fun, though. I would go back. Maybe not in the winter. We went dog sledding. That was crazy. I can't believe I did that. You've been dog sledding? on this episode, we begin by discussing our interest in the Winter Olympics and the rules of curling, plus we investigate Sean's stacks of paperwork. Then we eventually get into the week's tech news, including Google's rumored game streaming service, and what's next for iOS and Android. It's all coming up on a brand new Don't Panic starting for you right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 193, recorded February 12th, 2018, The Mysterious Yeti. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on Gadget Standard You. I'm Sean Jenks, joined as always by my two co-hosts, a couple of Olympic medalists in talking tech. It is Colby Rabideau and Dan Miller. Hello, gentlemen. Speaking and of Colby's winter, a, apparently an Olympic medalist in dog sledding. Yes, this is this is this is a. <laughs> I can't think of a better story to start with. Yes, the the uh, uh, school field trip uh, one time dog sledding tour that I did in, in ninth grade um, was basically a stepping stone to the Olympics had had I chosen to pursue it, uh, <laughs> however I do. It was a prestigious I, program. Yes, my, my passions lay elsewhere, alas. Yeah, instead you're, you're, you're sledding the streets of Boston instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did catch up on some curling this weekend. Had, hadn't seen curling in a while. That's exciting. Yeah, I- I feel like people got really into the curling. Was there something? I haven't watched any of the Olympics at all. It was it was a rough weekend. Uh, but it seemed like online people are getting really into the curling. Was there something specific that happened? No. I don't know. It's just cool. They have, like, the brushes. They do have the they, brushes. They, they, they slide the rock, and then they yell at each other. I don't understand how the scoring works. Would <sighs> Would you uh. like to know how the scoring works? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. It's actually... Yes. It sounds really complicated, but actually it's it's pretty simple, right? So in each, you play, was it eight ends? They call them ends. And in each, you get six. You get each team throws six of the stones, okay? And only one team can score per end. So it's always something to zero in each end, okay? The only team that can score is the one who gets theirs closest to the center. If you have one closest to the center, it's one point. If two of yours are closest to the center with none of the other teams, that's two points. If you get all eight of yours closest to the center, that's called a perfect something, and that's like the best score you can have in an end, and then you play all the ends. Does that make sense? So only one team can get points? In an end, yes. In, in an end? Yes. In a, in a round, per se, yes. And it's, it's however many you have closest. I think that... Uh... I was trying to figure out as I was watching it. Uh, to be fair, I was not watching it for very long. It was like maybe half an hour, um, but and and I couldn't figure out what the what the deal was because like teams had points, and then I was like, oh, maybe it's like if you get the 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 stone close it close to the center, like maybe you get a point for each one. Like maybe it has something to well, do they, with the, the rings, rings the, the rings. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, and then, this is actually one of my favorite games to play with all sorts of sports and board games is without looking it up. Try to try to guess what the rules are. Mm. Uh, this is I feel like the uh, the Olympics of that sport is trying to figure out what the rules of cricket are. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah, <laughs> that's for a certain whole other board games without the rule book. It can be sort of fun to just look at the pieces and and try to guess. Mm. Yeah. It's it's uh I feel like it was so I was watching curling just on the live stream and it was like 
it was like the the Russia not Russia team and versus like China or Japan or something. So Russia the, not Russia. The the OAR team, the the Olympic athletes from Russia. Oh, okay. This is another thing that people have been talking about. I didn't understand. So like Russia's not competing, but they are. No, they were but, banned. Right, so so Russia, the country, is banned. But but some athletes from Russia that I guess like were able to prove that they didn't dope last time uh, are allowed to compete. But they they are competing under this like non-denominational title of Olympic athlete from Russia. I see. Yep. Yeah. The oars. Yes, exactly. exactly. With their little Olympic ring flag. Um, right. I don't missed opportunity. I don't know if any of them. Oh no, one actually. I just was. I was watching before we came on. They were doing the women's snowboarding half pipe. Or no, I'm sorry. Ooh. No, one medaled in the alpine. Or no, what's the one where they fly off the jump and they go like this, <sighs> and then they gotta <laughs> land on the skis really far. Which, uh, yeah, whatever the, that's called, the shoot and jump. Yeah, Dan Miller <laughs> names the Olympic sport. <laughs> oh look, they're playing rock throwers. Um. yeah you know imagine if they combine that that like ski jump thing with like the is it the the triathlon where they like ski and then shoot stuff yeah yes you have to go down you have to ski down the jump and like as you're going off like when you're in the air you You have have to to, shoot shoot a gun that'd be cool i thought you were going where people are shooting at the people flying (laughs) that's pretty good too oh my god like winter skeet shooting we'll do it like paintball (laughs) like that would be great <laughs> yeah, we need to really amp up the extreme nature of the Olympics. It's a little boring. Yes. Actually, I think any- cur- uh, imagine this big curling. <laughs> That's another one. I don't want you to explain what it is. I just want you to leave it at big curling. You folks at home, <laughs> use your own imagination. <laughs> uh, I had another question, but now I forgot what it was. Well, well I can give Did you I- a, a curling fun fact. Oh, okay, yes. Please. Did you know that all of the stones used in official curling are from the same small island? I no. think it's off the coast of like Ireland, Scotland, somewhere in that area. Um, and they have to come from that island. And actually, there's a concern that they may mine out that island. It's a specific type of stone. Um, and that may, there may be a finite limit to the amount of curling stones that could ever be produced. Damn. I remember what I was going to say. Okay. Have you seen the, uh, it's not a Vine, but the Vine formatted GIF video thing of the, uh, the, uh, these two, uh, people pretending to do curling in the house with a Swiffer and a Roomba? Mm. (laughs) No, that sounds very funny. The Roomba leaves its stock and they're furiously Swiffering in front of it. (laughs) It's just traveling at a constant speed directly forward. I can't, I'll never be able to find it, but. No, but but I'll try uh, You did a good job of describing it. That sounds awesome. Mission accomplished. Uh, did you see... Did you watch the opening ceremonies? No. Oh. I heard there were drones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had this the, the drones from the Super Bowl again. Um, Can you just... Like, I was wondering if... Now, Sean, I feel like you were the one who told me this, that for the Super Bowl, they did not... The drones were not on the night of the Super Bowl. Yes, they had they filmed were pre-shot, them. yeah. Right. I was wondering if they had done the same thing. I don't know. I want to say I think they were live, but don't quote me on that. It does seem more like I understand why they didn't want to fly like 100 drones that might crash into each other uh, over a stadium filled with people. That would probably be a PR disaster. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was neat, though. A cool technology angle. Yeah. No, that's a well, 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 my pick is Olympics related, but no, I love the technology of the Olympics now that they can, they got all the graphics and the, the special sensors that, that, you know, there was a, a big issue that's been happening. So this year I've really been big into all of the sort of um, outdoor snow, sort of all the snowboarding and skiing type events have been really fun to watch, but they've had a big mm-hmm. problem, whatever mountain they're doing the Olympics on, it's been super windy. Um, I was watching the women's snowboard it's not the half pipe it's the one where they go off the jumps and do do the tricks mm-hmm. and they were getting they were crashing constantly it was it was too windy they really shouldn't have had the event but they had all these like cool sensors and shit where they're like oh at this when they go off this jump they're hitting it at 12 miles per hour and below 11 is like is where it's safe and they were showing all the 
the technology around how they just kind of shoot and produce the Olympics is very neat. Um, and it's it's been fun yeah. to watch. That's cool. They, they do it with the luge now, I was watching, where they'll actually superimpose another run on top of the other. So, so it's like the replay on top of the other replays. Right. So you can see like how much slower or faster they are by how much they overlap or they're behind. So so it's like in Mario Kart where you could like race your past time yes. and it was like the ghost. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's pretty neat. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll ask both of you how you're watching the Olympics during picks. How's that sound? That was okay. going to be my other question. Fair enough. I think I think that'll work out fine. Is there any non-Olympics related banter? Mm. Casual conversation to be had? No, I have. I'm going to keep complaining about. Here's Dan Miller complains about technology this week. Last week I complained about uh, re- uh, updates in Mac OS. Yep. I have. For a long time, I, my the best mouse I ever owned was a Logitech Performance MX, but they stopped mm, making it. Those are nice. Uh, so, but but they it does seem that they came out with a new model that is more like that than the other ones that they had, uh, called a Logitech Master 2S or S2 or something. Uh, and I got it for work, and it uses Bluetooth, which uh, is better than like plugging things in with USB, or so I thought. Mm. But I yeah I've had it for about two or three months at this point, and twice I've came came into work, and it's just not connected anymore, and it like doesn't show up as a thing to connect to. And in order to uh, connect, I have to completely repair it. Uh, what the hell does this happen to you? And it's like it's such a bummer because it's desktop computers, so like fixing this is like it's a, a exercise in dexterity. Uh, yeah, and frustration. I've never had a Bluetooth mouse that has worked properly. Never. Uh, I've tried a couple of them. I've returned them to the store. I've hated them so much. I've always gone back to the dongle, which uh, for a laptop I know is kind of a pain. For a desktop, not as much. But the, the, the dongle just works so much better. The Bluetooth mice are terrible. Maybe. I think this one might have a dongle option. You could just get a dongle. I think I probably have one lying around maybe i should try that yeah i i i'd recommend the dongle especially for a desktop where it's not really a big deal do you you actually like i don't use usb for anything i don't give a crap about saving a usb port i have my keyboard plugged in right now that's it well i will say i think the only bluetooth mouse that's ever really worked well is the magic mouse that i yeah the magic mouse uh yeah that's my fallback so when this mouse doesn't work i turn the magic mouse on that came with the computer and that always works like magic uh, yeah when i started my new job there was a magic mouse on my desk i demanded a trackpad <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah demanded you were like listen i accepted your offer i even showed up on the first day <laughs> right uh, the least you could do we clearly did not uh, lay down in the negotiation phase that we're going to have to rectify. I like to imagine they were like, uh, M- Mr. Revenue, you can have this beautiful corner office or we can get you a magic trackpad, but not both. <laughs> and Colby said, give me my magic trackpad. And now he works in like a closet, but he's so happy because he has his magic trackpad. I am. Damn. I would have taken the corner office and bought myself a magic trackpad. Yeah. <laughs> just use a mouse. Just, just bring the one from home. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I did figure out today. This was exciting. This is Sean. Sean continues to learn how to use a Macintosh. Uh, I figured yeah. out how to AirPlay from my phone to my Mac. It was it was neat. Wait, what? Yeah, I had some. <laughs> I had some photos and videos on my phone, and Do you I mean sent AirDrop. The, AirDrop. Whatever. Same thing. Same. Thing, same thing. <laughs> totally. Totally interchangeable. Basically identical. Yeah, so that was that was really great. It was wow, that was cool, and, I, and then they just kind of showed up. It was a real hoot, and then I put them in, and then I put them in the OneDrive folder so they could be synced to my Windows, and everything <laughs> continued to work magically. Yeah. Do, so, do, I, this is also based off based off of the uh, Do by Friday topic. I was very surprised to hear all these people who were talking about all these files they have. I feel like I, well, actually, let me just ask you, do you feel like you have uh, lots of files and like file management problems uh, and you're producing lots of files and you have to find like find files, but it's difficult 
and you store files in the cloud and you're using them constantly. Do you feel like you have those yeah. problems? Dan, I feel like this is going to be my pick for the show. Oh, should I we sh- put it in the doc. Shit. Should we wait till picks? We're going to have okay. way more to talk about in picks than we do at any other part of the show. I know. Maybe it should just be a picks episode. <laughs> well, if you want to hold off, I- I'll answer the question, Colby. You can hold off if you'd like. All right. You, yeah, you yeah. can uh, You can abstain. Um, I used to. I used to. And then an accidental file syncing problem deleted half a semester's worth of notes on my laptop. And after that, I got real serious real fast about file organization. So currently, everything is in my Dropbox. I have I just checked 730 gigabytes worth of files in my Dropbox. Yeah. And they're all organized in very clear folders. Um, and I got I, the last couple of years, I've gotten a little sloppy, but for the most part, all my files are real. And I'm, at work, they're all in nested folders, very tightly organized. I don't fool around. Right. I see, Colby. Uh, but do you do, now, today, do you find yourself in your personal life like going to Dropbox for these files often? No, because I don't like what files exactly. Honestly, I, do you know where do you know where I go for information? I files that didn't have to be in my works uh, Google Drive was senior year of college. No, I'll, I'll give you the perfect example. And actually, this kind of scared me a little bit. I realized that I did my taxes this past week. And do you know do you know where my files are? They're in my Gmail. They're in my email. It's all like receipts and stuff that was sent to me. Like I don't have any actual files. Everything I ever search for is in Gmail. Yeah. Mm. Which I is have a not couple great. PDFs that I know are like important. And those are all in iCloud Drive, uh, but there's on the order of tens of those, not like thousands, not to the point where it would be uh, like untenable. And yeah. I can't even imagine when it would become untenable. Like maybe I'm just not enough of an adult to be ge- generating sufficient paperwork or something. Maybe like I just hit like adulthood right at the point where you like people stop caring about files because i can also log in like log in my bank account to get the bank statements log into the hr portal thing at work to get the the paychecks and all like you know on and on and on yeah that's i realized that when i was doing my taxes another realization that i'm becoming an adult that here i can reach over and grab i have about 10 of these maybe more just filled with paperwork uh-huh. I have to go get like a goddamn file cabinet or a file box with, right. with like with like folders. I have too much paperwork. This is crazy. Look, well, see there are my taxes. This some just says of that assor- I look, have too, right? Like that. some things you're look just gonna get. Wow, that's a lot of. And this is that's this is stuff. this is this now, is Sean, literally. Someone might be able to zoom and enhance on this still frame and uh, steal your it. identity. No, this is literally this this folder is just from. Me prepping, executing, and landing the move from Houston to here. This is just paperwork from that. Moving trucks, rent slips, uh, exit paperwork from my last what job. You... I'm, 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 it's too much. How? Why do you need the the moving truck? I guess. Oh, where is it? Paid relocation. Oh, look here. Here's here's my here's my warranty from Sunglass Hut, Dan. You gotta have all this paperwork. No, no, no. Okay, I think we're exposing another problem here, Sean. I think I what think you're, you have a little bit of paper hoarding going There's on. A lot of look here. Here's the excise tax I paid in Houston last year. Or no, this is from two years ago. This is from City of Pittsfield. What excise is tax? Hey, I have a car. Oh, there's so much stuff. I guess I in also here. don't have one of those. Hey, look, so here's a yeah. here's a slip for an oil change I got while I was in Houston. Do I even still need this? John, can you <laughs> Dan, acknowledge? I, th- I think neither you or I have real adult responsibilities in that because like, we don't neither have of a us, car. right? Neither of us has a car <laughs> or a house. That's so true. like, what like I've never here? had like a loan besides college loans. That's true. I have too many. What, what is crazy? Oh, look here. Do you want to see my medical records? John, can you acknowledge that you don't need any of this paperwork? I, okay, don't laugh. I do need some of it, and it's in my some. Gmail because I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, what do you call it with your taxes? I'm deducting all of my moving expenses, so I need the receipt for the moving truck and for the boxes and for the movers and for all this. All the receipts were digital; they were all in my Gmail. I just, I just searched them. It was great. Does that mean you have to keep them forever? They say I think five years you're supposed to keep your tax paperwork. Give or take. 
Yeah. I did. So uh, while I was off of work, we might have talked about this on a previous show. I went through my my important documents folder right. and like threw out a ton of stuff because most of it was just like the letters that the bank sends you, even mm-hmm. though you have like, don't send me any letters in the mail check. Then they well, say we have it a anyway. special offer for you. <laughs> right. uh, I you hate the one. Just Do pay a hundred dollars and you'll get this credit card and you'll get all these benefits that we it's a credit card through us. It's true. Yeah. Have you do you guys get the ones from like Bank of America? So Bank of America sends me these. They still do sometimes for a while. They send it constantly. Yep. But it was like it had like checks in it and it they were like checks. They were like temporary checks, but you could use them if you wanted to. Oh, and, yeah. And I was like, one, I don't want to use this Two, I don't I don't even want to have a Bank of America <laughs> account. Uh Oh, Uh oh. Uh-oh. Bank, Bank of America, America is not happy. <laughs> nope. Uh-oh. But anyhow. I actually uh, keep the momentum going. I actually got a stack of about 400 checks, uh, real checks, to the real bank account of the people who used to live here. Um, <laughs> and they, they would have totally worked. And so I called their bank, and I was like, uh, they don't live here anymore. Please don't send me. I had to destroy the checks. So no one would steal how, their identity. How do you destroy them? So I tried lighting them on fire, and they would not light on fire. <laughs> Don't laugh. I'm like, what's the best way to destroy them? I'll burn them. That would, well, that would have been my first <laughs> guess, except here I would have had nowhere to light it on fire safely. Like my bathtub, maybe? Like, I don't have a fireplace. Yeah, no, I tried doing it out on my little patio, and um, yeah, no dice. No dice. So I ended up, they were half lit on fire. And I just kind of tore them up and got rid of them. I was very disappointed. That was that was going to be my big dramatic moment. And how, how much work and like forearm strength did it take to tear up all those checks? Well, the thing is, Dan, they were already half burnt, and then to put out the the embers, <laughs> I got them all wet, so they were damp. <laughs> so <laughs> take take for it what you will from that. You really destroyed him. I d- look, uh, man. I I value those people's you know personal personal identity. I think they might be dead. I don't know. I think wow. a lot of yeah. I, okay. Anyhow, that got dark. Well, but true, dark but true. Right. Um. Anyway, Dan, I I don't. You know want if, to talk about some tech news? Yeah, we can do that while we're waiting for for Colby to get back. We've already gone like twenty five minutes into the show, so I guess there's no better time there's, to get to the news. Yeah. Well, you know what they say: the best time to talk about tech news was. Uh, <laughs> 10 minutes know. ago <laughs> yeah 30 minutes ago the second best time is now yep okay good let's get to the tech news now with our guest colby yeah i'm i'm back he's back uh and what would you guys like to talk about because we got all we, we have some stories not a ton we've got <laughs> shipping with amazon we've got google streaming games we've got updates on ios and android we've got disney well, we streaming. have to start with follow-up 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 uh, if you listen to last week's episode, you may remember we talked about Elon Musk being a lunatic and threatening to send a sports car into outer space. Good news, he did it. Uh, SpaceX's Falcon Heavy rocket took off from Cape Canaveral last week and soared into space, carrying the payload, a red Tesla Roadster containing uh, a spaceman into orbit. Uh, it was the test flight of their new heavy rocket. The rocket, uh, they believe, could one day take us to Mars. Um the two of the Falcon Heavy's rocket cores successfully touched back down to Earth after takeoff. The two boosters broke away mid-flight and returned to Cape Canaveral, touching down around 1,000 feet from each other on the landing pads. The center core then broke away from the vehicle, but did not land as intended on one of the autonomous drone ships in the Atlantic Oceans. Uh, it crashed into it at about 300 miles per hour. That means SpaceX has now landed a total of 23 rockets upright. The Falcon Heavy now holds the title for the world's most powerful rocket, uh, and its launch marks the first time a vehicle this massive has ever been sent up by a commercial company, uh, boasting 27 engines, um, which combined for 5 million pounds of thrust at liftoff. That's more than twice the weight as any other operational rocket currently in operation. Mm. so that was the the one that's bigger right was the like saturn 5 rocket which is the one they went to the moon with back in the 70s yeah right cool uh i mean the most important part of this story is that uh 
this podcast, this very podcast had a shout out from Elon Musk on the dashboard of the car that is uh, hurtling towards Mars or the sun or whatever right now. <laughs> yeah, let me uh, I can actually put it up on the screen here for the folks at home who may not have seen it. Uh, but this is right in the dash right on the, the infotainment display. Don't panic. Which was great. We really <laughs> I don't know how we were able to afford the, the placement, but. Well, it was all those Amazon referral credits adding up bit by bit. <laughs> That's right. I just transferred them right over to Elon Musk's Amazon uh, Amazon referrals account. And he Dur- yeah, direct transfer. Yep. Mm-hmm. Worked out well. I think the best thing we got out of this launch were all of the various memes about the guy in the car in space. <laughs> yep. Those Actually, were I haven't seen any memes about the guy in the car in space. Oh, man. The, all the Uber driver jokes. Yeah, the way a lot of ways jokes I saw. <laughs> oh man, other drivers are reported asteroids ahead. Yep, yep. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. And the images, like the images, actually from the various like photos of and views out of the the car, looked so cool. Uh, yeah. My my uh, favorite tweets had to be the the Elon Musk committed the perfect murder tweets you know like there really is somebody inside the spacesuit <laughs> oh, it's the perfect crime yeah. they'll never catch him that's, that's some, true that's some hollywood stuff there yep that's true i thought the coolest part of that like i i ended up watching the live stream but it was so cool when the two like side booster things like landed together that was crazy yes uh very impressive yes yeah that was cool very very cool yeah yeah space yeah yeah it was was neat to watch uh the 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 next thing for spacex um the elon musk has teased the falcon super heavy which would be even larger um but they're quite a ways away from testing that um i suppose the next would be using the falcon heavy to transport cargo and eventually people up into space in the International Space Station. They claim the Falcon Heavy can do it for a fraction of the cost of what um, we're paying the Russians now to do with their ships. So, What should uh, they send up with the Falcon Super Heavy? One of the Tesla semi-trucks. That's what I was thinking. Yes. Yes. (laughs) The obvious choice. That's what I was thinking. Oh, it says right here, the Falcon Heavy is scheduled to launch a large Saudi Arabian communications satellite sometime in the first half of 2018. Then it'll send up a test payload for the Air Force no earlier than June as a way to certify the rocket for national security missions. And after that, it's contracted to launch two additional satellites um, throughout the rest of this year. Wow. So a lot more launches on its way. It's pretty cool. Yep. So there's your follow up for this evening. You heard it first. Uh, let's see. What else we got, guys? Uh, uh, we should definitely talk about what's next for iOS and Android. Yeah, totally. We had some cool leaks this week about what's coming for the next couple versions. Uh, we usually start with Apple, so let's start with Android, I think. Android yeah. P is the next one. We just had Android Oreo. <laughs> Android P. Interesting. Mr. P! <laughs> now they name them after rappers. P. Diddy. Jesus. No, yeah. it was Master P. Master P. Master P. And then there was also oh, P. Was, Diddy. It wasn't Mr. P? No. You're thinking Mr. T. <laughs> so basically interchangeable. Master P and Mr. T. I'll get it right one of these days. I, I know, Dan. You're you're up with the hip-hop scene. I get it. Um, <laughs> now, interestingly enough, and I didn't know this, only 1.1% of Android users are using Oreo, the latest version, which is the lowest install base of any version of android which is crazy ever or just like currently i think uh it says it's six it's sixth overall but everything after it is like super ancient like of the Mm. modern stuff the most common the most used version is version seven nougat right the last version well that was before oreo so it's that's two versions old yes man not great. Man. And version six, even before that, is at twenty-eight percent. So we're we're pretty fractured, but we're still getting another one. Android P. Uh, we're starting to hear rumors about what it might include. Uh, it's all about improving the look of the software to better appeal to existing iPhone users in the hopes they'll make the switch. Uh, a redesign 
will focus on the looks. They also say it will update the operating system to better integrate camera notches, such as the one found on the Essential Phone and iPhone X, as well as more hardware. Uh, uh, Also rumored to be part of Android P is better support for different form factors for Android devices, including features like multiple screens and foldable displays. They also said to be planning to further embed Assistant into Android allowing third-party developers to directly integrate Assistant into their own apps. It might also be added to the Google search bar on the home screen, uh, but we will see a, a formal announcement is likely to come at the Google I.O. conference uh, later this spring. Neat. So, I don't know. Is design what's what's keeping iPhone users from switching? Uh... No, I think it's momentum and ecosystem. Although I don't, I've never really talked to non-techy uh, iPhone users about why they don't use Android. Have either of you ever talked to anyone about that? I have. What What have they said? I, I don't know. Uh, it was a lot of ecosystem stuff. It was a, I've always used a Samsung, so I keep buying them type stuff. There really weren't any like big feature. I meant the other way around. Oh, oh, oh! I feel- Apple users. Who might switch to, you know, non-techie Apple users who would they switch to Android? No, not not that I haven't I haven't specifically yeah, I've, asked. I've never really asked. No. Hmm. I never thought to ask. I know. <laughs> I, I Shame know on that us. Was something someone Shame on do. us. Um yeah, I want. I, I I do wonder if it's ecosystem stuff or it's just momentum. Uh, I would totally buy ecosystem. Although app, like it, it, it would have to be a lot about apps at that point because iTunes is less important and it is technically on Android. Uh, although you have Apple Music now, which a lot of people have bought. Like, uh, I I I don't know what the numbers were, but or how they compared to Spotify, but I remember them being comparable, which was shocking. Uh, so people are paying for it. Uh, but I guess you could also use Apple Music on Android, so who knows? We have no idea. If you are one of these people, write in and tell us why you haven't switched to Android. You can comment right now on the live stream. We're live right now on Facebook at facebook.com slash don't panic show and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash don't panic show. Uh, no, Dan, I will say, I think for me... Part of the reason I wouldn't switch is is design. Because I haven't used Android in a while. I, the last I used was probably a couple versions ago. But one of the things I remember is that the apps were incredibly inconsistent in their design and execution. The OS mm-hmm. elements were incredibly inconsistent. The menus did not work great. They didn't look great. It just didn't feel good to use. I'm sure the features are great. I'm glad they're integrating Assistant in more places. I... I Again, I'm not going to switch because I am integrating the ecosystem, but if I were interested in switching, I think design would be a big reason that would hold me back. So I'm glad that they're addressing it. And we know Apple's addressing it. We'll talk about this in a second, but in a, a future version of iOS, uh, they're going to be looking at redesigning the home screen and, and looking at how, how design plays a feature. So I think I think it is pretty critical for them to, to really address that. Hmm. Speaking yeah, of... I think- oh. I'm trying Sorry. as as I feel like am I the only I'm the only one in the show who ever switched to Android once, right? I yes. was on Android. Yeah, but I but never you, switched right. back. Yeah. I feel like I I agree with what Sean said. Mm-hmm. I also like I really missed iMessage. Like I, yeah. I like iMessage. Weirdly enough, like if that was on Android, I might consider it. Yeah, not not to cut you off, but you know there are also certain people in my life who I only talk to on Facebook Messenger. You know, yeah, yeah. I and I feel like if if you know Colby, you turned around tomorrow and said, "Hey guys, I've decided I'm all in on Android, putting the chips on the table, all in, getting my Samsung Galaxy, gonna be sweet." I'd probably find another way to message you. I, I do challenge a little bit that assumption that I message. But Colby does feel that way, which is more important than reality. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> well, it's it's also like. I don't know, like, maybe it shouldn't feel this way, but, like, iMessage feels more like texting and less, like, Facebook chat. And that that may just be my perception of, right, like, 
Slower I know friction. that. Right. Oh, right. And True. like, I, I know that Facebook Messenger like was at one point the little thing that I typed into in on the Facebook website at some point, which just feels like a thing I don't like really want to be talking to people on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think maybe the reality of that is just that's just a perception thing. So how many how many chat services would you say the average person uses on a daily basis in the United States? I think two. I'd say yeah, two. I would say I would say two or yeah, I would say two and then if you want to go non-whole numbers, I bet that it's it's slightly greater than two. I bet it's like two point one or two point two. Cause you've got like if you for Apple users, you sort of already using two built in, even if you don't think you are, uh, or at least one. Uh, and then a lot of people use Facebook Messenger, and I, so it might be closer to three because I think a lot of people then use a third alternative, a WhatsApp, a Signal, a WeChat, uh, in in addition to the the chats that built into whatever social network they use. Yeah, mm. I believe so it. Whatever Al- Alibaba thing they have in China. I guess it used, it's probably three for me. Oh, God. For does, me, does Slack count? Right? Yeah. I use Slack every day, not even in a work context. I feel yeah, like exactly. I message at least one of you. Yeah. Every day. Sorry. So for me, it's iMessage, <laughs> Facebook Messenger, yeah. uh, WhatsApp, Signal, Slack, five. Whoa. You're a high roller. Damn. I wish I had more friends that use Signal. I feel so cool when I use it. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Should I should I join I'll Signal? Never, yes, you should. So I can message I'll never Colby. delete it because because Dan and I message on there. We're so secure. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's so secret. You'll you have never to hide? know. Oh, damn. doesn't matter. Wow, what a great tease to get me to sign up. Yeah. You'll never know what we're talking about you unless you sign up. Also, want to not know what we're talking about. Hmm. Uh. Anyway, speaking of iOS, we also have some rumors this week about iOS 12 and even 13. Uh, We'll hold off on features for just a second that are rumored. But interestingly, uh, it's sort of come out in a good Bloomberg article here that talks about Apple considering more of a... TikTok isn't really a fair way to describe it. The way the circle describes it is that Apple will continue to release a new version of iOS every year, but they're going to be more willing to delay large features if they believe they're not ready. There's, According to this, uh, Craig Federici, who's in charge, has said there's no more rushing to kind of put out things before they're not done, or we saw this with um, Apple Pay and, and iMessage is just an example, that didn't end up getting released until several months after iOS was out. Um, their theory is that if they need to delay it, they're willing to do so um, and and make some updates more on um, reliability and things of that nature rather than always having a big feature every year. Does does so, that make sense? Yeah, I read. I only read headlines basically these days, uh, unless I'm on this show. I read a headline that was saying that Apple was going to switch to like a more continuous model where not only would they be like willing to push back features or spend more time working on bugs, but that they would, uh, they wouldn't be waiting for the big dot O releases to release a feature. They, and I feel like they've been slowly working towards this already. They'll release a feature and, yep. and a point update. Was that, uh, have you heard anything about that? Uh, hey, that was a fever dream. This, I believe it. Not, I mean, not joking. This, this article was a little vague. Um, so I, that uh, would make sense to me. This article didn't say yes or no otherwise. I think that's that's the best outcome. Here. I mean, really, the only thing you're losing is sort of the buzz around a new feature if it kind of just drops without some sort of big keynote announcement. Yeah, but I don't think Apple Apple's like the one of the few companies that can get around that. They don't sure. need it. Like if Apple does something, it's going to. It's amazing to me that even non-keynote Apple stories are on like the nightly local news. Uh, Apple today released like it'll it'll be that's amazing. Uh, Samsung doesn't get that unless their phone's exploding. Uh, so I think that Apple can uh, is one of the few companies that can do like uh, re- releases that are kind of important to the business uh, and not have to worry so much about fanfare and press releases 
I feel like it could be a sort of an advantage for that or yes put it another way like oh like all the built-in apps i feel like are at such a disadvantage against it in mm-hmm. in comparison to like their competitors apps like like maps right like uh like competing against google maps like apple maps is is on you know on the same it's one of the built-in apps so like it only changes when the os changes and like why should that be the case? I don't, yeah. I don't, it, it almost seems silly from that perspective. Like, you know, maybe, maybe like OS level features, right? Like the homes, home screen redesigns of the world. Like, sure. Yeah. Save that for the big thing. But, uh, Safari changes like Safari is. Yeah. That's the one that gets like, me. Even Safari on Mac now it updates independently of the OS, which is yep. great. But Safari on iOS is has really sort of become the. I mean, just browser. Uh, since Safari is basically the only browser, like all the other browsers on iOS are just wrappers around Safari's renderer. Like we're missing out on so much fun times as iOS users. Uh, well, I mean, maybe maybe it could also be because probably... they don't care, but. <laughs> Yeah, but I I feel like Apple's such a big company that the Safari team cares, right? It's just not really feasible. Uh, yeah. But what's well, the real problem is that people who write apps or rather websites that need to work on old Safari, they're missing out on all the fun times because Safari is like statistically the last browser to get a lot of new features because they just release so infrequently. Yeah. Major like feature releases so that's a good point yeah i if this means like every uh month or every every two months every three months you get like a safari update with actual like new apis and stuff that's that's already a fantastic outcome and i know that's not keeping things the same but Uh, like why not do it with i would love to get safari updates in like the app store instead of in that, yeah, that might be trickier because I feel like WebKit is part of the OS and like, what does sure. it mean when you update Safari and mm. that affects every other app that uses a web view? Right, that's like true. <laughs> that's that's a little that's weird. That feels bizarre. Yeah, I guess that's true. We can we can wish though. We can dream can dream no one's stopping you well uh so we will keep an eye out uh exactly how they roll out these features come uh june at wwdc when they talk about ios 12 some features you might be looking forward to uh that are potentially coming in ios 12 uh single third-party apps uh apps that work on iphones ipads and macs um this will include an update to mac os as well and it will involve bringing uh, to the Mac some of Apple's own iPhone apps, including Home to Mac for the first time. You'll also see uh, potentially see an update to the Animojis with new characters and a more easily navigated menu. And they'll also be coming to the iPad. Yes, the company is working on a new model that will have a Face ID camera built in. Um, you might even be able to use them in FaceTime, which I'm sure someone wants. Um, also in the works for this year, redesigned version of the stock trading app. So that's pretty neat. Uh, and an updated version of Do Not Disturb that gives users more options to automatically reject phone calls and silence notifications, um, et cetera, et cetera. There was one other one that might be coming this year, which was uh, just that. However, things that have been delayed potentially include the uh, redesigned home screen, as we talked about, for iPhone, iPad, and CarPlay, a revamped Photos app. Uh, we also may see pushed out a big iPad updates, including a feature that makes it possible to run several windows within one app and click between them like tabs in a web browser, and a related enhancement lets, that lets two screens from the same app run side by side. Uh, we may also not see updates for the Apple Pencil stylus as well. Those may come later. Cool. So, there you go. Cool. A lot of things happening with Apple, but we'll have full coverage right here on Don't Panic. Okay. Sweet. We, we got time for another story. Hmm. Oh. Interesting stuff. Can I pick one? Yes, please. Am I, am I allowed? 
I know. I yeah. know. I normally don't do it. I don't know if I. I don't know if I can do it. Well, we believe in you. Oh, that's very sweet. I'm gonna pick Google streaming games because this sounds bananas to me. Uh, and I don't know if it's gonna work. So here you go. Google okay. is reportedly looking into developing a game streaming service that would allow it to stream software to a compatible Chromecast device or yet to be released home console. According to this report, the new service is codenamed Yeti. That's where the episode title comes from. Mm. Uh, in case you were wondering, fun fact. Uh, and it would be similar to services like PlayStation Now and NVIDIA's GeForce Go. Uh, you, that means you would not have to download the software, but rather stream the game running on a remote Google server. Now, supposedly, Google is working on hardware, an actual console to power this. You would plug into yours. No word if it would focus on Android games or all games in general, what games it would focus on, nor if it would work with their existing Chromecast devices um, as well. But this is sort of a, a, a project that they're working on. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I, think, I, just think it's, I just think it's crazy that, that Google's working on this, considering they have absolutely no history in video games i mean i suppose android runs them but they've never made them or been particularly ingrained in the industry i mean well they made uh that thing that then became pokemon go oh yeah the yeah that's right what was that called nantic nantic yeah that's the company name. i forget what the first game was called they make all the things that happen when you click on the google this the google of the day things those are games that's right they have a little army of Google is pumping out JavaScript games the size of your thumb. <laughs> so I, Dan, and they're going to stream great on your 4K TV. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I also imagine that they're, they're like tiny miniature Googles all, Googlers also sitting in a tiny room making tiny games on tiny computers. That's just, that's, that's just me. Dan, you got to quit with the fever dreams, man. They're really not working for you. <laughs> This is. Uh, I'm I wish, starting to get worried. I wish I could stop. I'm very concerned. Um, yeah, I mean, would you guys buy a console from Google that streams games to your TV? No. no. I feel like <laughs> I have a PlayStation. Though. <laughs> yeah, if the Apple TV didn't take off, then I don't have. In terms of gaming, then I don't have much hope that. Uh, I just think in the world of gaming exclusives, like who's going to write a game for this thing? Like, like unless Google dumps a ton of money into it, like you're not going to get any big franchises or big developers. It's not like it's running. Would it run? I guess it would run PC versions of games. I guess. Like I don't even understand I'm sure how. It would be, yeah, I'm guessing it would be Android versions, and it's like an. But but, but what knows? hot Android games are there? I don't know. None of us have Android phones. And that, and then aren't, I would think that an, because isn't, well, <laughs> no, but like, but no, so the, right? isn't the point, well, like, why are we doing streaming games at all? Why is anyone doing them? Uh, so you can run more complicated games without having to spend all that money. Okay, so then why would you do it with Android games, which don't require as much power or space? Because uh, Google is all about streaming stuff everywhere. That's why the Chromecast I doesn't g- it has no freaking interface. I guess, but like, it just doesn't make it just it just doesn't make any I sense. Agree. Thank you for saying yes. Thank you for saying that. No, I agree. I, it doesn't make sense. I mean, I'm I I would think that some of these other versions of this would have already taken off by now. This, this seems like one of those half-baked Google things that they roll out that never end up taking off, like that what like the Nexus Q. People remember that, or the, uh, what else? I know there are a couple of the Google Glass, obviously. Man, the Nexus Q, pour one out. Yeah, that one let... Dan, which would you rather own, the Nexus Q or the Apple Hi-Fi? Uh, does the Apple, uh, does the Nexus Q have a headphone jack? Uh, it has, it has some kind of output. I don't remember. It was so short lived. I don't remember. If it does, then I, I bet the Apple Hi-Fi sounds better. So I would take that. I read a couple years ago or like a year ago that they were going for a lot of money on eBay because apparently they sound really good, but they didn't sell that many of them. So yeah. The, although yeah, I think it has a 30-pin dock on top, so 
you're gonna need a few converters to, yeah. to make that no, one. No, but it has it has a headphone jack. I read about this in a review of the HomePod. I like to imagine Dan brings mm. his hi-fi to like Starbucks with him, but plugs his headphones <laughs> into it. No, 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 no. This is for oh, in plugging in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, oh. yes. Oh, I was hoping <laughs> out. That wouldn't make any sense. That'd be dumb. That'd be stupid. That uh, would be stupid. Gosh. All right. And any other uh, tech news in here you guys want to talk about? Or should we move on to picks? Uh, I think I'm good. Yeah. Am I the only one sad that Best Buy is not selling CDs anymore? Yes, you are. Although, Sean, I noticed that instead of the $1 uh, MP3 credit, if you do like the super slow uh, shipping mode, you get $5 CD or vinyl credit. Yeah, man. Dude. I will rep all day long for Amazon CDs because you get this. A lot of them, you get the CD and you get the auto rip MP3 version. So you get both. It costs the same as just buying the MP3s and they basically throw in the CD for free. So get the CD because it's great. I'm going to be so bummed because when I replace my car, none of the cars now have a CD player. And that's the only CD player I own is my car. <laughs> so I have I have a, a stack of CDs that are just worthless that's- the second I replace my car. I, I can confirm Sean does, in fact, have a stack of CDs in his car. I do. I guess People I get so also. impressed. That's the first thing they get in my car. Wow. They're really blown wow. away. It's a conversation starter. It's like the coffee table book of the automobile. They're like, you have like, the best be of Night Ranger it. and Survivor? Dude, you're yep. so cool. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? What is this? Seals and Croft's greatest hits? <laughs> the best of bread? Sean, you have great taste in music. Sean, you have taste in music. <laughs> You're very sour taste in music. Uh, <laughs> yes. So anyway, may, may the CD rest in peace. No, we're going to move on to picks part of the show where each of us brings something we want to share with the world. Sometimes it's an app. Sometimes it's a show. Sometimes it's anything we want. Uh, last week, Colby picked Earl Grey tea. So uh, this week, this week we've got quite a selection. I'll go first only because we talked about it at the top of the show, the Olympics. Yeah. How, to watch the, how do you watch the Olympics? That's a really great question, Dan. The best way to do it in the United States is with the NBC Olympics app. Uh, the downside is you do have to have a cable login to use it. Um, okay, it's sad. But a pro tip, somewhat pro tip, is it works if you get like Sling or one of those services and you can use those credentials. And that's like $20 a month. And the Olympics is a month. So you're just paying $20 basically mm-hmm. for full access to the Olympics. So it's not crazy. But yes, you, you do have to have credentials. Um, but I will say they have, I'm very suspicious of cable company apps. They have very good apps. The iPhone app is great. It's The streams are very clear. They load fast. Uh, and they have all the events. The Roku app is excellent works fast has all the streams both the sort of uh nbc and nbcsn cable channel streams but also the individual event streams uh work super well that's how i've been watching the olympics um and they do great the only downside is that they send and you can turn them off but they send you push alerts and let's see if i can find an example here i can show you in my history but like you can see they fill them with goddamn emojis look at all these emojis in the uh can you hold it more to the center of the screen? Well, I have two cameras. You can, but can oh, you? They're, they're full of emojis, <laughs> and it, and yeah. all of them, all of them. Is that bacon? Yeah. What the um the woman who won the uh gold in the half pipe was uh tweeting about how much how hungry she was and you know wanted food <laughs> like while she was doing it like in between <laughs> runs she was Did tweeting. Kevin Bacon win the uh, win an <laughs> Olympic uh, medal. I would watch that. medal in, in women's half pipe. Uh, yeah so anyway nbc olympics the app is great the website's great you do have to have a cable login um but you know pro tip pick up one of the the online streaming services and check it out as well Uh, colby is this how you're watching also Uh, well i don't have a cable subscription i haven't picked one up so i've only watched at other people's houses who do have a cable subscription. Uh, okay well and you can get it nbc over the air uh in prime time and in the afternoons Right. So now those aren't. Uh, some of them are live. Not all of them. Some of them are pre-recorded uh, because of the time zone. Maybe if I don't fall asleep after the show, I'll go put the Olympics on. Oh, they're done. They end at like eleven. So, yeah, they're only only in prime time. Because the thing is, is they they take a break and then they kick back up at like one a.m. All the events mm. live. Most of the good events live are like one a.m. to like five a.m. Right. 
Well, um, they are like exactly on the other side of the world, right? Basically, yeah. It's a tough. It's tough with the time zones. Um, so. Fair enough. You can always catch them tomorrow. All right. Uh, now, Colby, you teased you teased an app about finding stuff. <laughs> what, it's what? actually not about finding stuff. It's it's. So it's it's about like uh, computerifying your your annoying file tasks. So I for my job, I take anywhere between like two and like 25 screenshots a day uh, for like stuff because like I work on UIs. So I have to take screenshots of them to show people pretty much. That's what it is. Uh, I don't know. So for the last like five years of my life, a ritual is like at the end of the day, I like go on my desktop and I like select all the screenshots that I've taken all day and I delete them. Not a big problem. It works. Um, but I, I, on, on another podcast that we listened to do by Friday, I, they, they talked about this app called Hazel, which is like, it's just a little utility for Mac OS. It adds like a preference pane in your settings. Um, and you can set it up to do stuff with your files. So, uh, for example, you can uh, what I did with it is I set it up to once every whatever amount of time. I don't know what amount of time it, it does things when things happen, I guess. Um, every uh, I guess every hour it checks my desktop for screenshots. And if uh, there are screenshots there that have been there for more than an hour, it just deletes them for me, moves them to the trash. Uh, so I don't have to clean up my desktop anymore. It's cool. If you have a dumb problem like that, you could probably probably uh, work around it with this. Or like if you have things that you need to move to your Dropbox folder or uh, things you need to move out of your Dropbox folder, maybe there's all kinds of like conditions you can say. Like, you know, if for files in this folder, if something happens, do this. Um, I mostly looked at the how old is this file ones, but there were a lot. Now, Colby, though you know the question I'm going to ask. I don't. Can why didn't you... I? Why didn't I make this myself? <laughs> no. Why didn't you write this in JavaScript? No. <laughs> uh, can you hook this up to if this then that? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> so then I, we. So he... So that we I, can tweet at you and delete random files on your computer. <laughs> <laughs> now, I bet you can hook if this and that up to Dropbox, right? So, like, I bet Ooh. You, you could hook if this and that up to Dropbox, like, create files in your Dropbox when somebody tweets at you, uh, which downloads onto your computer and then causes this to do stuff in your file system. <laughs> Hit. Is Hazel Turing complete? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know. I haven't. I So to be fair, I've used it for like four days now. I haven't gotten out of the 14 day free trial period. So uh, I don't know if I'm going to buy it or when that's over. I think you have to pay for it. You oh, 32 doll hairs. Oh, man. Uh. One time. It looks like one time, though I feel like it's an yeah. iStat menu situation because it's Hazel version four. Mm. I'll always be upgrading. But <laughs> now I have a question because uh, on their website, if you scroll down to the part where they have the nice pull quotes from reviews, uh, there's one here from a Dan Miller. <laughs> of Macworld. Dan, I don't know if you... It says, Hazel's combination of power and ease of use makes it one of the handiest Mac utilities I've used. Dan Miller. Uh, now, <laughs> are, have, have you been have you been freelancing for Macworld? And didn't tell uh, us? Like you said, Sean, and I readily admitted to, there were a lot of fever dreams this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and yeah. Hey, look. I think at one point, I did think that I was one of these cool like Apple boys with their, you know, their magazine and their their column. Uh, and maybe I took that a little too far. Well, look, uh, you know, now I'm reading the full review on Macworld. And at the end, it just kind of spirals into a bunch of gibberish. And then talks about how much he wants a chicken sandwich. This is very <laughs> weird. 
It's very chicken. Huh. I start talking about chicken patties and patty alerts, and it's really weird. <laughs> and if then then this then that it's oh yeah. patty alert. Um, cool Hazel. I'm this is one of those apps that make me jealous. I don't use a Mac, so this is uh, this is sweet. But you Check do use a Mac, Sean. Uh, I ain't paying thirty two bucks to put on my work machine. That's for sure. Um, but then you could when you leave, expense you that shit. It. Oh yeah, there you go. Mm, yeah, no, and I, save that receipt for a long time. That's not. You, <laughs> you never know. Take it with you. Five year well, auditing, uh, you know, <laughs> limit comes up. Yeah, no. When I deduct that, it is a work expense. Uh, Noodlesoft.com is the website. You can check it out now. Hazel Four for Mac. Dan. <laughs> Do you think their competitor is called uh, El Dente? Uh, <laughs> anyway, where were we? Uh, Dan, you've got a pick for us. Please yes. tell me you have a pick for us. So I do have a pick. And this is one of those picks where I didn't really have anything to pick. So I just looked through like some of the things in my life. And if hoped beyond hope that i hadn't picked it yet on this show mm-hmm. and one of those things is the it crowd uh sean have you watched the it crowd i have i didn't care for it oh man did not think it was funny i'm not a real british comedy guy uh, okay yeah like I, the british uh, office i didn't find funny either so uh, i am such a sucker for british comedy uh the let's see the it crowd uh it's about uh, these people who, you know, stereotypically work in the basement of the this uh, megalopolis megacorp in their IT department. And the, the joke that everyone knows is, have you tried turning it off and on again, is how they always answer the phones. But the, the show is so much more than nerd jokes, but it is... Uh, grounded in the fact that the nerd jokes are all real and like the set if you're a nerd and you look at that set you're not disappointed you can keep staring and being like what is like what what is that EFF poster in the back and like that's a Commodore 64 and is that a, like a Slackware Linux CD it's crazy uh, but the the episodes are, are so funny and most of them have nothing to do with computers at all uh, and the two, the, the three leads are comedic geniuses as well as the boss. Uh, I don't know. It's g- given me much joy throughout the years. If you if you watch IT Crowd in the past, uh, you may have missed the fact that there is a new final episode called The Final Episode, which came out in 2014, I think. Uh, and that is really funny, and it brings back all the characters that you love, and ties everything together and is in a nice sitcom way, like that perfect combination of hilarious and, you know, touching. Uh, so if you haven't watched the IT crowd, check it out. Unless you're like Sean and you hate British comedy, in which case you, you will probably hate it. It's easy it's, to it's try. It's extremely it's easy dry. to try. Yeah. Uh, now, Dan, have you ever seen the uh, the pilot for the American remake they did a few years ago? <laughs> oh, it's... So all you need to know about it is it's like The Office, like those first couple episodes of The Office where they like cookie cuttered the British one and it's not funny because they didn't Americanize it. And in the IT crowd, it's one of the guys is the same, but the other guy is Joel McHale from Community. Uh-oh. And uh, and it is it's I, I know it's the on same? the 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 not the the African-American guys the same. Moth? Oh really? Oh. Yes. Yeah. So the he's in it. Weird. And the lady's the same. Go the That's full so pilots weird. on YouTube. At Wait, some point, go watch the it. It's same people. It's so bizarre. It's like the same show. Do they have British accents? Well, he does, but the, the no Joe McHale doesn't, and the lady I forget who the American lady was who did it. Oh, go, they had a new. They had a new lady. Yes. Oh, okay. So it's just one person yes. who's the same. Uh, yeah, they carried him over, but the set looks the same. But but. Uh, Oh, uh, God, what's the character's name? The actor's Moss. name is Richard Moss. Moss has an, an English accent? I believe he does, yeah. Okay. I, haven't, okay. I haven't watched it in a while, but go, if you have a chance, if the whole thing's on YouTube, go watch it. watch it. It's spectacular. It's so awkward and not funny. Man. It's pretty okay. Rough. So anyway, that's a little fun tip for you. And I think I read it. Is it was it this year that they're, they want to try another U.S. remake of it? 
It could be good. I think they were working on it. But I think, yeah, it could be good. Sure. I don't see why not. I feel like it could be good if they didn't do exactly the same thing, right? Like if if they don't. Yeah. And if they if they have uh, Richard Ayud back uh, in some capacity, even if it's not Moss. Like the the problem is in British comedy making like the likable nerd, like the how do you get away from a Sheldon with that in the United States? Like how do you, where do you, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's what I would be afraid of. That's true. America does love a good stereotype. <laughs> yeah. It is funny. <sighs> uh, super. <laughs> yeah. The IT crowd now available on Netflix near you. Uh, super. That's gonna wrap us up. That's it, guys. We did it. We're only we did it. We're only kind of overtime, but that's fine. We had a lot of Olympics banter at the top. Uh, before we head out, I want to remind people of a couple things. Don'tpanic.io is our website. You should check it out. These guys work very hard on it. Uh, and uh, it's got all the audio, the video, the pics for every week are there. If you would like more information on these, you can check out the links there. Also, information on how to subscribe anywhere you get podcasts. Overcast.fm is our preferred player of choice. You can also get us on iTunes as well as on YouTube at youtube.com slash Don't Panic Show. Check out the video version. Always fantastic in HD. And uh, at Don't Panic Show on Twitter and Don't Panic Show at gmail.com is how you can reach out and contact us. Uh, let's see. I'll also remind everybody, of course, that uh, we're playing D&D over at Game Nights, GameNights.tv. Exciting episode just went up this past weekend. Uh, we get, uh, we're out looking for tre- treasure. We get into a bit of a stinky situation. Uh... <laughs> We find Trevor. We find Trevor uh, in in a place you'd least expect. <laughs> so uh, we wake up from being unconscious. It's a lot of fun. You can check it out at GameNights.tv. And of course, Up for Debate uh, at UpForDebate.tv. Uh, this last episode, we revealed the winner of our Super Bowl Prop Bets Challenge. The episode coming this week, we review the book of Dice and Men. Spoiler alert, it was terrible. Uh, we're going to talk about <laughs> it. Uh, I didn't tell you guys this. We, we got one of our first uh, Up for Debate YouTube comments. Ooh, uh, which really? we get no one watches the YouTube videos, so how they found us, I don't know. It was on our last Jedi episode, and they didn't agree with us. But oh. but I'll just tell you the comment started out with the the what is now the pull quote for the show, which is how is this a show? These guys both agree on everything, <laughs> or something. I'm paraphrasing something, and I'm like, no, we've never been able to sum up the show as well as that guy just did. <laughs> up for debate subtitle, uh, not really though. Yes, exactly. We always agree. <laughs> What is the uh, most contentious topic that you've had on uh, up for debate? That's a you know Dan, that's a really good question. I'd have to go back. I honestly none comes to mind. That's how much we agree on stuff. You should have you should have an episode about that topic. Just just see if you can agree on which episode it was. Yes, because I think it. I'd have to look. I think it'd be pretty hard. I think we agreed on. I think we we agree on. Pretty, but then again, it's not like we talk about anything <laughs> super. Idea. Okay. Uh, March Madness bracket of all of you. You pick like your top, you know, whatever. 128. How many episodes have you done? 103. 103. Top. Yeah. Just do. I do all the episodes and do a bracket elimination of the most contentious between two, and see see where it ends. Yeah. That's I, I think it's going to be hard. I don't think there are going to be many where we disagree. But. But we'll let you know. Uh, but anyway, that does it for us here. So be sure to join us next time as we talk more tech news. On behalf of Colby and Dan, this is Sean. Thanking all of you for joining us. Hoping you have as much fun as we did. We'll see you next time for more tech news and good times here on Don't Panic. <laughs>